With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. weekly WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos and Outlet Pass. My name is Corey. I got Bailey and Carissa here with me. All three of us back together, so it feels good to be back. Bailey, I'll start with you. What's up? Um, just kind of chilling, really. Yeah, we get to talk about you came for my team while I wasn't here, so now we're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going to talk about your team a little bit because there's plenty to talk about with your team as well. But before that, Carissa, how are you? I'm good, just like Bailey. I'm just chilling. No, I feel that. I feel that you're. You, you, you got to feel a little bit better about your team than he does right now. So that's that's always good. That's always nice. Uh, but yeah, so we're as we kind of move into a more structure for the for the way we're doing the like the biweekly pods. Like as Bailey and Chris outlined last week in the second pod. I guess it actually came out Sunday, so not last week. But you know, time is a flat circle. The, the second part of the week will typically be more of a like focusing on in on one more specific trend while these the, these Tuesday pods will be more about kind of like taking an overview of the league over the last week and kind of looking at more specific things. But in that vein, I kind of wanted to get into one of the things that Bailey brought up uh, on on that pod where he mentioned that the Connecticut Sun were a regular season team. I, so before I respond, because as anyone who knows, I'm a Connecticut Sun fan, what does that mean? So I know how I'm coming at that, because it, it, by that logic, is it just a contender that doesn't win the title? So there's there 11 regular season teams? No, 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 no. Um, what I meant by that was it was more of a reiteration of a point that I've mentioned before. It's that... I don't think their play style is – or not even necessarily their play style, but their roster construction and fit isn't conducive for postseason winning because we all know the postseason is different. Mm-hmm. And especially last year to finish 26-6 and six and go on that tear they went on, what was it, a 14-12 game winning streak, whatever Something they like went, uh, to go one and three – and lose to, I mean, obviously the Sky are a little bit of an exception, but the sixth seed, it's not a great look. So, I understand that. And before you keep going, I mean, and you look at all the talent they had, and you've got arguably the toughest player to guard in the league and John Quill Jones, and, and, I, and I still think that the – decision to bring AT back last year when they did did more harm than good this year they're off to another fantastic start even with her but 
as I've said on Twitter, it still looks to me like John Quell does not quite know how to be John Quell with AT and even DeWanna Bonner to a lesser extent on the floor. Yeah, I, I generally agree with that. I don't necessarily think that makes them a worse team. And I, the more I've watched them, and I, I'm working on a piece with this, and I'm also just from paying more attention, paying attention to the questions that they've been asked and stuff like that. I think I've come to the realization that that doesn't bother me because anytime they've been in that, like whenever it's been more focused on being run through AT and John Quell is kind of like the secondary. I mean, when's the last time that they actually lost to a team that they were supposed to beat in the playoffs? I, Cause I, while based on the regular season records last year, they should have lost to Chicago or they should have beat Chicago. Sure. But I mean, Chicago was arguably the most talented team in the league last year, just from top to bottom. So like, and, and like you said, you're, you're bringing back AT at that weird time. So even if I give you that one, the year before that, they were the seventh seed and they pushed the aces to the brink of elimination in the semifinals. And then in 2019, they were the two seed and lost to the one seed in the finals in five games. So I like, have they not necessarily lived up to, title aspirations I I could understand that but if you look at the way that they've like their numbers don't even really dip all that much in the postseason last year last year they did they they they, like and I like like I think we we've covered that at nauseum where I think that you bring in somebody like AT and she was as limited as she was physically that threw everything off but if you look at the year before when they went um from the regular season to the postseason, their defense actually improved by seven points per 100 possession while their offense essentially stayed the same. And in 2019, their offense improved by eight points per 100 possession. So I think that a lot of this is we have to more wait and see, but I think that it's more of a situation of them being a contender that is yet to get over the hump. And I think we could say some of the same things about Vegas and obviously Vegas's offensive attack is very different than it was a year before, but would you have called the Bill Lambeer Las Vegas aces that? Cause I don't think we would have, I don't think that this team is that much different than those. Would I have potentially, cause I mean, they had a lot of the same issues. And to me, like, when those issues are present, that just makes you a regular season team. I mean, I, I don't – I didn't mean that in any type of um, offense to them. It's just kind of my perception of them, um, especially in the Kurt Miller era. I don't know. To me, the Kurt Miller era has been – a bit spooky in the postseason. Like, yeah, the numbers look good and the roster looks good, but like, I mean, he got hired in 2016. And 17, they went, they lost their one game. 18, they lost their one game. Five and three and 19, four and three and 20, and then one and three last year with arguably the most, arguably the most talented roster he's had. And you get John Quell like at her peak last year so far. Like I don't I don't know. I mean, yeah, that that the record looks okay. That's what 10 and 11 over a five year span. But to me, like 
it's a and it's a team with championship aspirations, with championship level talent, with a championship level coach, and sure they made the finals that one year. And I mean they lost to a Mystics team who was incredibly good. Yeah, that's like, like that's kind of where I'm coming from, right? It's not it's not a blemish on them to 2019 to me is not a blemish on them. It's the rest. I don't and I'll, Chris, I'll get to you in a moment, but so like that's my point is that I don't. It's easy to say that this era was was with championship aspirations, and and the fact that they haven't done that is a failure or makes them like not a postseason team. But like like I said, losing if you any other team that would have lost, and obviously doing all three is what hurts. But any team losing to that Mystics team and then the Bubble Aces and then the Sky, it's like yeah, those are those are three great teams. Like, I mean, so maybe they should have been greater, but that like, it's not like they lost a, they're not in like, other than the fact that they were the number one seed last year, I don't think they lost, they went into any of these series and it's like, they're the story that they lost. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, Oh God, how did they lose to that team? It's like, no, those those teams were fantastic that they lost to. I mean, no, it's just, it's just kind of my personal opinion on them right now, just because, to me, to me in the postseason last year, and and again, this is more based off of last year more than anything. And again, we all know the sky went on to win it all, and they were phenomenal, incredibly underseeded. Like I get it, but when you look at, to me, I feel like, and obviously we talked about them being a weak match or bad matchup and all these things, but. The flaw, I think most any team probably could have done what this guy did to the one seed. Like, they, I don't know. It's just, it's just, uh, they just seem like a regular season team. I, I don't know how else to put it. They just, it seems to me like they kind of fizzled. And I know the numbers look pretty good. If you look at the side by side from the regular season and the postseason, they did improve in a lot of areas. Uh, but it just the eye test and the numbers don't do it for me. So, well, I'll let I'll, I'll let this segment end with Chris. Chris, what do you have to say on the matter? So Jasmine Thomas did a interview, a podcast with W Slam, and she said this season would be championship or bust. It's gonna be a bust, <laughs> and so I have to agree with Bailey in a sense as far as I do think. They are a postseason team. They're just not a championship winning team. That's Fair. that's an interesting take. I just like, and I, I like. I hear what you're saying. I, I because I would still probably. I don't think even as much as I like them and as much as I'm fighting for them here, I don't necessarily think that I picked them to win the title. But I still think that my point is, if to me, if you're in the conversation of teams that I think reasonably have a chance, like if something breaks right, I think that makes sense and you're not going to convince me more than at this. Like, I mean, obviously we're only like three weeks, like six games in for most teams, but at worst they're third for me. So that, that's kind of where I'm at. Were they behind? Probably. It, probably Chicago and maybe Vegas. I'd still take them over Washington. Really? Oh, Inter- wow. interesting. I was going to say, Washington and Vegas. If I had to put them behind anyone, I would no, say like, I, 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 I don't know. Right now. 
I, I don't know. You'd, I'd have to Vegas. It looks very impressive right now, obviously, but I still need to like, that's the kind of thing that whenever, as we talk about teams adjusting in the playoffs, that playoff defense, I still don't know that I'm a hundred percent sold on. And that's kind of where I like, I mean, as much as you're worried about the postseason offense for, for Connecticut, I totally get it. But the postseason defense for Vegas is going to be my question mark until I see it. And Washington's cute. Let's make it, let's make sure that it lasts for the whole year. I think that they were really good three years ago or two years ago or whatever. I, this is the issue we had with them last year too, is that they're good when they're healthy. And this team has, has a lot of landmines on their roster where health can creep up. And I hope it, I hope it doesn't, but that that's still going to be the red flag for me. So that's why I would still pick Connecticut. And you know, like Connecticut's having another insane defensive season. Like that's just what they do. So I don't know. I'm, I'm all, I'm almost certainly biased, but I would, I would take them over Washington. Okay. So it's so interesting that you say that to me, right? Yes. Because it feels to me like, and I'm trying to – let me pull up the roster real quick. But, like, the Washington Mystics of 2019 and the Washington Mystics of 2022 are essentially the same. Mm-hmm. If anything – okay, so let's look at this. Let's look at this. Ariel Atkins still on the team. Tasha Klaus still on the team. Atlanta Delano still on the team. Tiana Hawkins is back on the team. Maisha Hines-Allen is still on the team. They don't have Emma Mieseman, but they've got now Shakira Austin, Elizabeth Williams, and even more importantly, Alicia Clark. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, Shatori Walker-Kembro is still on the team. Like, all the important pieces of that team are still here. And yes, you know, the last two years have been full of health scares and not so good health and injuries and things. That is correct. But I still see them as much of a threat as anyone. They play some fantastic basketball. They play so well together. The energy is always on go. I really like the team. I'm just, yeah, I will just say that for them to be a contender, Elena Del Don will have to play every single playoff game, and so will Alicia Clark. And until I see it, I'm just skeptical. Well, I was going to say, though, I think by playing EDD the way they have been so far, I think you'll get that from them in the post. I think she'll be able to go every game. Because she says that, she said multiple times that all of the games that she's been missing have been strictly due to rest that she feels fine after the games and after the exertion and she's moving well. You know, I just I, I don't know. I'm I, I know I'm very high on the Mystics. I I love to watch them play. But to me they're absolutely in that top tier right now. I mean, to be fair, while I said that I'd have Connecticut over them, I think I'd have them fourth. So it's not like I'm like I think those are your four semifinal teams. And it's not like, I'm obviously I'm not just basing it on standings because like, if I was, then Atlanta would be in there right now. I, I think those are the foremost. I think Atlanta's a ton of fun. I think those are the four most impressive teams to me so far. So yeah, but I, I digress. We can, we can talk about other things. We have all season to talk about who we think contenders are and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's talk about your team. Oh, gosh. What's going on? I wish I knew. <laughs> um, it seems that Derek Fisher has found a starting lineup that he likes. The lineup of Lexi, Britt, Jordan Canada, NECA, and Liz seems to be his starting lineup. It's the only lineup that's started multiple games so far. And somehow, for some reason, the team just still gives up like 30, 32 points every first quarter. And the defense does not, it has not had the same oomph that it had last year. Despite adding players who I think are very competent defenders and with Britt still playing her level of defense and NECA still has been strong defensively and Jordan Canada is a strong defense. Like Lexi has been playing her hard on defense. Like I, and then the bench unit has been decent, but you know, I think, and Derek Fisher in post games and stuff, it's always talking about lineups, lineups, lineups and rotations and all these things that he's still trying to learn. But I mean, I I have my thoughts on certain things. Um, most notably, Liz and Derek, but it's just all my opinions that I don't I haven't gotten any like confirmed reports about any of this. But to me, Liz doesn't give the amount of effort you want to see from your six foot eight star center, and she does not move well defensively especially inside like she doesn't turn her hips like she needs to and doesn't move her feet like she needs to like her I don't want to be rude but like sometimes it looks like she's got center blocks on her feet and her hips are locked into place like she just cannot shift how she needs to like the other I think the last game they played can't remember who it was but somebody drove in and when she's like, she just hip checked them. Didn't even try to like contest a shot, hip check, and they called a foul. She's like, why did that? Why is that a foul? And I'm like, you didn't even attempt to defend that. You just shifted your hip into their body. That's always a foul. And then her effort on the boards is lackluster. Like, I just, I have not liked the early returns on Liz so far and there doesn't appear to be a lot of chemistry issues she seems to get along with the team very well the vibes still seem good but the on-court product is not it's it's not good not good early you know I, I they're two and four I think they could easily be four and two losing some close games but to me the biggest my biggest early takeaways and issues have been with both Liz and coaching of Derek Fisher. I, I just, his lineups have not been good. And I know he's learning as he says, but like you go and get all these players. And as I've said before, like you got to get them in the right situations to succeed, but the shooting, there's no shooting, no spacing. There's no 
the offense at times has looked better. Like he's calling new sets that look good, but they just haven't worked out. Like the other night, the team was three of 14 from deep and the three threes, two of them were Liz and one of them was NECA and no one else hit one. Like it's not going to work. And, you know, Kennedy obviously has her way, has to work her way back into it. But to me, she started off really well the last game I watched. I didn't really like the way she performed. But, you know, I think if, if she can keep earning more minutes, it will help. It'll add talent and tempo. But she's got a long way to go, per Fisher. He says he says she's going to have to earn it, which I'm, I'm fine with. She's definitely got to earn her spot back in a rotation. But also – Seems like 11 minutes is her limit right now. And some certain games, I feel like it should be 15, especially when she's playing well. But I I don't know. There's just a lot. And tonight's a big test. Or I guess I should say last night was a big test since this will be out after the game is played. But against the Aces, and I just uh, – but for me, like I said, it falls mostly on Liz and Fisher so far. Those have been my two biggest disappointments. Have you had any other feelings on the, on the Sparks, Chris? I know that, that we usually let Bailey kind of ice on them, but I, I know that you reacted pretty audibly whenever I was as high as I was on them on our preview pod. So what have you thought about them so far? Really same as, as Bailey. They've been disappointing. And yes. and not as a whole. Like it's It's really been the people that he pointed out. Um, and I can't really say too much about Katie Lou since she just came back. Um, she didn't miss like a whole bunch of threes the other night, but she'll end up hitting those. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, yeah. I feel my, my my predictions of high level thinking from Derek Fisher going awry very early. And and the again the talent's on the roster. It's just got to be put in the right place to succeed. And so far. I haven't um, always seen that. So, but there are, there are, there's, I'd say there's more good than bad, but the bad is so, I don't want to say prominent, but it's just so impactful that sometimes it costs some games. And I just, I don't really know what to expect from his last minute possession fiasco to, um, like I said, just putting in questionable lineups at questionable times. Like it's not not time to. Sh- it, if anything, we're showing the wrong thing. Could be worse. Could either be the liberty or the minutes at length. So I'm going to be honest. You're right, <laughs> but also like I'm almost tempted to say the links will finish higher than LA with at this point. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't either. But like, I'm tempted to say it because they started what like one and seven last year and ended yeah. up with the fourth seed. Yeah, but that they 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 started off like that last year because they and then they brought in Lay and they brought and and Fee came back and neither of those things are happening. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like they just brought in some new talent. Mariah yeah, Jefferson Jeff, been huh? hooping. Yeah. Well, if that's gonna save your season, good luck. They brought in K Mac. AP's finding her stroke. Jessica Shepard's been great. Like, I, I'll say it like this. I'll say it like this. 
I'd be willing to say the Lynx get over 500 before the Sparks do. I don't think so. But, but they have, they're one and six, and you guys are what, two and four? Mm-hmm. Man. Well, a bright spot is for the Sparks. Uh, Olivia Nelson Adelta played great her first. She did. Her first little game. She's been very good in <laughs> in uh, preseason and in her limited action so far. I'm stunned that that it was all, every time it gets brought back to, to someone from UConn. I always have to shake my head a little bit. Man, look, it's always only a matter of time. It's like Cheryl Reeve said: if you go to UConn, you're gonna know how to hoop. Yeah, you might not be able to help Minnesota win any games, but you'll be on the roster. It's fine. Hey, hey Westbrook has been – she's been playing some pretty good defense. No, I know. Throwing I just, out some assists. I'm more just taking shots at Minnesota there than at UConn. But what can you do? Um, yeah, other than that, I think, like, there's – I want – I like, and I – obviously this is, like, from the production meeting we had before, but I want to talk about, like, what's going on in Phoenix, but I feel like we don't know anything yet. There, there was some consternation between DT and, and Sky and – because things get swept under the rug. We haven't really heard anything, but things aren't great in Phoenix either. They're they're obviously off to a slower start than they would have would have hoped for two and four. So I don't know. It, it's just we're not like obviously we're only a couple weeks into the season, but also like I mean, what we're about thirty percent through almost. No, like I mean it's not that far off for some teams with six games. So you're a sixth of the way through the season. Sixteen point seven percent. Yeah, so after this week, if if teams actually play like a full week, like I'm like I'm hoping Connecticut, like we're finally gonna see more games from them, and I can stand a little bit stronger on my points because while I'm trying to make points about their numbers, five games is not really a relevant sample for anything like that. But oh. yeah, I don't know. I think that there's a lot going on, and I think it's gonna be a fun week. So the Phoenix Mercury, some weird stuff going on. Yep. So we saw. Diana and Skyler have a heated debate in that timeout. And now Skyler has disappeared. Literally just a few moments ago, they posted a thread of practice photos. Posted eight of them. Skyler's not featured in any of them. Is that something? Is that nothing? I don't know. If but nothing else, it's weird. It is kind of strange, and to Carissa's point, Skyler don't miss games like that. We just did the math, and not tracking, not counting her ACL tear in 15 and her pregnancy in 19, because those are major circumstances, Skyler's missed 13 games in her career. Is that correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, a nine-year career. Yeah, nine years. And she's only posted under 30 minutes a game in two seasons, one of which was her rookie year, and one of them was the year after her ACL. She averages 31.8 minutes per for her career, over 226 games. And I, I think we all kind of are questioning the sickness card or is that just me no i didn't expect her to be the scapegoat in this situation but right now that kind of looks like thumbs up 
it's, black uh, women are always a scapegoat. Well, that's yeah, I can't argue with that. Unfortunately, so they stand up for yourself and you get called aggressive and hard to deal with and all these things. Well, I hope that's I not just because I picked Phoenix to win at all this year, but like because I genuinely like Sky. I hope that things turn around soon, whether I don't know what's going to happen, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. A lot of last year, was, she was one of our topics of discussion on the uh, WNBA Mondays, mostly because she was torching people on social media. And whenever things like this are happening, I, I obviously miss that because that's much more fun to talk about. I don't know what's going on. I'd like information, but we don't have that as of yet. So it's something to keep an eye on as the season goes along. Yeah, um, or, I mean, she also could actually be sick. She could be. She could be. Chris, did, did she look sick when she was playing? No, she didn't look sick playing. She didn't look sick at the airport the next day. So I don't know, but, you know, it is what it is. Like uh, the Mercury coach came out and said, like, teammates fight. They have disagreements. That's a part of the game. That doesn't sound maybe, like maybe sick Maybe she either. just needed a break. Yeah, you're true. No, it's it's pretty weird. I think it's still really weird. It, the alignment of the sickness. Yeah, the alignment of the ailments is too coincidental. Just go things. Oh yeah, sure. Let's talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. I, I I'm not a conspiracy theorist too often, but something definitely. Definitely don't sit right about this whole situation. Let's be more positive. How do you feel about the sky right now? We I feel know. great as a unit. Yeah, I mean, you got to be happy having <laughs> having Ka back, right? Yeah. Um, she had a you know glimpses where she missed a few that she normally wouldn't. Um, but I think that's just like jet lag and and just getting back on her feet, but. She'll be fine. She'll be back to normal. I think what was I, – I forget who I saw pointed out on Twitter, but I, I, I just felt good because it was something that I noticed immediately too. You can just tell that the way they play in the open floor is just so much more free with her. And, like, it's – even if she's not the one bearing the shots or whatever, it's just she adds such an element to the team when she's on the court that they're able to play so much more – not that they were playing poorly before, but just so much more loose with her on the floor. I know. The one that I have questions about is Allie Quigley. Yeah, what's up? What's going on there? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> uh, you know, I. It's not what I like. Maybe, maybe a, I don't know. She was kind of. I I feel like we felt this way a lot during last year's regular season. Or am I just misremembering? Where not not necessarily to this extent, but I never felt like she was one of the, the focal points specifically during last regular season, and then she turned it up in the playoffs. So. Do we think maybe there's some amount of not fully committed during the regular season because we saw that they could go 500 last year and, and go all the way? What, 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 what You pay more attention to them than I do, Chris. What is your thoughts on that? I think she's honestly still rehabbing. Like she, she doesn't look as, as fluent as she's taken every shot that she's had open and, you know, even – Open to her isn't open to us. <laughs> so even with people in their face, she's shooting it. But I don't know. Something Something's off. And I just think there was multiple times yesterday in the game where 
I wanted Gardner to come in. I wanted Dan Evans to come in. Somebody else besides Quigley because I felt like she was hurting us at times. Gardner's yeah. been a bright spot. I'm glad you shouted her out because the flashes have been really nice. Yeah, I, I I think Quigley's probably still dealing with something too. That's kind of my theory because the whole focal point thing is one thing, but like she's just been ineffective. Mm-hmm. Not even just like not being a focal point. She's just been, at least from what I've seen, she hasn't been her herself. And, you know, she's also a little older, so maybe the the rehab and coming back is just taking a little longer to kick in, to get the gears rolling. But, I mean, it's Alec Quigley. Like, I wouldn't really trip over it too much personally. Just it's definitely something to keep an eye on for now. But it's only, what, game six? Yeah, they well, they play six, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I – I personally wouldn't think too much on it right now. If it if it extends onward through, you know, game fifteen, then then you may have to worry about it. But you know, I, I think she'll be okay personally. I don't, no, I agree. Got to see a few go through, see a couple things through. It'll it'll go through. It'll work. And like, if that's the biggest worry for the team right now, when Candace Parker is putting up a triple double and Van Vandersloot's leading the league in assists again, and we've seen a lot from Dana Evans and and Cosbeck and Miesemans look good, I think that there's if that's if that's your biggest worry, I feel like there's a reason why even even at three and three, I think all of us would still consider the sky, if not the. I know you said earlier, Bailey, you would not have them at, at that top ranking right now, but they have to be among the favorites to win the title, right? Yeah, I would say so. So, well, before we get out of here, yeah, please. Just happened two minutes ago. Uh oh. The vase, the Aces, have announced that Chelsea Gray has signed a multi-year contract extension with mm. the team. So I love that. I love Chelsea Gray. Don't matter where she's playing. I'm just a huge fan of hers. And Natalie Williams said that Chelsea signing a multi-year contract with us is like a special gift that keeps on giving. She's a masterclass point guard whose experience, leadership, and poise make everyone around her better. She's a valuable coach on the floor, and her vision and ability to orchestrate the pace of the game, along with a crafty offensive skill set, is why she's one of the best playmakers in the W. So I'm trying to see if there's any contract details, but I do not see any contract details in the little article. So we'll probably find that later from Curtis. That's exciting, though. I I like that. I mean, I feel like a lot of players for Vegas, whether it be with them or elsewhere, are going to get paid because of how good they look in this system. And Chelsea Gray has more than earned it. So I was definitely happy to see that news. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, to go back to the Aces for a second while we're here, like, I think one of the things that's made them so much better is how they've used Chelsea Gray. Her usage is a little different in Becky's system as it was in Bill's. And it it plays more to her strengths. You know, it's dictate pace set up your other players, run the floor, but also sometimes it's, okay, go get a bucket. 
you know, I got to see it when they came to Atlanta and, you know, she's phenomenal. She's a, she's a stronger guard and adds a different element than some of the other guards do. And it works well alongside Plum and even when Raquana Williams is in the game and even Asia Shepard, when she's on the court, like it, she complements all of their other guards well, which makes it so easy to put her wherever. And then obviously she compliments everyone else. Like she just compliments that whole team really and truly. And now you're really, to me, seeing that more than you had before. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm look, I, like I said, I wasn't going to stay up for the game tonight. I'm very much looking forward to the game tonight. I don't know if I'll watch it live or watch it tomorrow, but I'm excited for, to see that to, like I said a couple weeks ago, I just want to watch the aces every chance I get, because I feel like I'm getting a new appreciation for everyone on the team now that they've kind of changed and have freedom. I know that they announced yesterday that I, it was yesterday, like, or was it yesterday or Saturday where it was basically Billy and beer appreciation day. And, yeah. um, he said that he does not see himself on the sidelines anymore, but he will probably continue working in basketball. And I'll do respect to Bill. I obviously like him for what he did. He's done in the W and as a Pistons fan, but uh, I'm, I think that's probably best. I think that you can just see how quickly this team is being elevated as their on-court product with him being removed. That It's okay that he's no longer going to be coaching. I obviously want him to still work in the league, but uh, what Becky Hammond's doing is working right now. Yeah. And I think one thing about Bill that that someone pointed out, I can't remember who it was, but Bill embraced the W early mm-hmm. and embraced it fully and didn't just see it as a stepping stone, whether it be back to the NBA or whatever he wanted to get from. He was in the W for the W and fully embraced it and has been a big part of the W's history. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I think that does it for this week or for this episode. Uh, we'll be back later in the week to talk about one burning issue. I know that there were some topics we're kicking around, but definitely come back and check out that because a little has a lot, of, even though we got kind of deep on some of the things we did today, it allows us to really like hammer in and focus on something. So um, definitely check back later in the week and we'll catch you then on uh, Rebel Edition. Wow.